What is going on? It is Domcast and we back, baby, where the love at? We back, baby, where the love? So it's been a minute, over a month since I dropped the episode. A lot of things happened, and I want to get in the technical bullshit of things, but we, I have a new hosting service now, and I want to thank... Uh, before we start this episode, Brian Menard of Sticker Fridge, and I want to thank my producer, who's not my producer, Zach Cavender, for all his help as well, and uh, my boy Josh, who's really not my boy because I really don't personally know him, but he did help me a lot as well, and we are back online, baby, and we are everywhere, and so this is going to be your first episode, episode 117, on August 17th, 2020, and of course... You know, I had to bring my boy, Joe Nasty, with us. <laughs> Here he is. Here he is, in all his flesh and glory. And now, we're not going to waste y'all's time anymore. That was one minute of your life. Thank you for listening, and I'm just so happy to be back, y'all. And Good to be back. It is. Feels good, right? Just yeah. to be able to record feels right. and feels put right. it back out there. Ah, oh, it feels good. So we're going to talk about our firsts, because a lot of times... Our first anything, sometimes it feels real good, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes your first is your last. Sometimes your first is your last. <laughs> and there was a band called From First to Last. Oh, there it is. So they, they knew straight <laughs> off the rip. Yeah. They knew straight off the rip what they were talking about. So we wanted to put together a little a little, you know, thank you for listening. We're back on it episode. And we'll be back on track. So we want to talk about our firsts. And I want to hit Jonas with this one. And first, Jonas, anything you want to say to the people? No, just uh, thank you all for tuning in. And Dom, thank you for having me back. It's uh, I don't care whose birthday it is. I'm never drinking Corona again. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but we've managed to uh, we've managed to make do. Yes. Uh, from what I hear, your career is taking a new step in yes. a good direction. So yes. congratulations on that. Thank um you. uh other than that it's good to uh be here i'm i hope everyone's doing well uh, i hope you're doing blessed yeah uh, that, but that, let's let's dive right into it i'm not gonna waste your time with yeah, my people babble. are gonna be in traffic right now listening to this shit uh-huh. in 100 degree weather and also i miss you san antonio we're back so do you remember the first movie that made you cry i sure do what was it <laughs> um it was the green mile the Green Mile. The Green Mile. Yeah. When John Coffey, when John Coffey, uh, not even when he got executed, when John Coffey, Coffey s- said he wanted to get executed because he was talking about just how basically how shitty humanity was. And he just don't. And wanna... he was just like, I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I, I, I was, I think, God, how old? Was, I can't remember exactly how old, how old I was when I mean, it came out, but I think when I saw it, I was maybe like ten or eleven. It's kind of young to watch the Green Mile, you know. Yeah, and you know what's so funny about that too is I didn't find out or realize or whatever, uh, whatever you call it, that that was a Stephen King book. I didn't find that out until like two or three years ago. Oh, but that's probably why. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! Like, okay, that makes sense because like there's. It's, you know, it's this whole glorification story and the whole triumph between good and evil uh, caught and, and someone caught in the middle. Yeah. And then you, know, you find out it's by Stephen King and you're like, huh? Yeah. Stephen King's one of those where it 
I've had to put down a book because it was yeah that yeah but ter- that was a, I don't know if it was my imagination I I don't know people with you know people who, a, he leaves an impressionable mark on you you know what I mean like he, he does he definitely he definitely uh, <laughs> he definitely hits you uh in your heartstring whatever whatever he's trying to do it's obviously working yeah whatever he's trying to do whether it's it's trying to scare you trying to to make you cry he paints a picture vivid right and i mean that's that's great shout out to him because you know that's beautiful but yeah what about you what was the first movie that made you cry oh man dude it was where the red fern grows ah so you were in school when you cried for the first time and i was trying not to i think it was of course you didn't want to cry third grade maybe we had to read the book and you had to read the book and then cry and then you had to watch the movie and cry even more i didn't cry reading the book because okay. i went to a private school and yeah stuff as that did we, i we've talked about that yeah before. so like i'm reading the bible there's things in the bible that would right. make me want to cry that are way more intense than that yeah people get beheaded in the bible and yeah then, and tortured and, and yeah sodom and gomorrah you know what <laughs> yeah, are you gonna do yeah. uh, the bible is one Hell rating no. away from a snuff film you know what i mean it's, like, it's they, they got so it all poor. hey if you want everything you crack that, that baby yeah. open you know and the i'm and speaking as yes, someone who's come full circle you know i i was born and raised catholic i became an atheist then an agnostic and now i believe in god again but that book's hardcore man that's a that's a book that mm-hmm. when you read you're like holy fuck they always told me b-i-b-l-e that's the book for me but they always said the Bible stood for basic instructions before leaving Earth. <laughs> and they told me that when I was like they in kindergarten. Tell, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of culty. They weren't lying to you, though. I no, mean, they weren't lying, kinda, but it was kind of culty. Here it is. Yeah, this is what you got to deal with. Now. Yeah, they're like in the Revelation, the Eastern Hemis are going to kill y'all. Watch so what? Wa- what was it about where the wet red fern grows? Spoiler okay. alert. Uh, was it uh, when the first when like of course. I think you know, it was the emotional buildup of how they did it in class. So we all had to read the book, right? That was part of our project. And then after that, we had to write a paper on it. And now in a private school, we, we barely even – we used typewriters. We wrote in cursive, and we had typewriters. So we didn't mm-hmm. even have computers, uh, probably because it wasn't funded well or whatever it was, even though we paid God knows how much my parents right. paid. Uh, but think think, think – Thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. (laughs) And so it was like this team effort of everyone read the book. Now, everyone write the paper about the book. And if we do, we're all going to get blessed. And we get to watch the movie. We get to watch a movie in class. Like, I think the teacher had to bring the TV from her own fucking house. Oh, wow. Okay. So we we, that happened to us. But we had the TV that was like on a cart that had like the VCR on the it's and it got wheeled around. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but at this time it was those transparent. Oh God, projectors, I guess. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Where they you, would ha- and yeah. every classroom would have like the the pull down. Yeah, you pull it down. Yeah, the, the pull down projector screens in there and whatnot. Yeah, and they could okay, ride yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, what were they called? I don't even remember. Uh, Out yeah. of fucking date. <laughs> That's what they were. Yeah. But our, we didn't have the TV. So when overheads. We saw, the overhead projector. Overhead projectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess now have definitely taken. And a lot of teachers, like, they would, like, teach on it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, would, they would do, like, okay, okay and they go would, on. They would have markers, yeah. and they yeah, were, yeah, like, yeah. washable, and they would, you know, uh-huh. draw dicks and balls and be like, yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. I remember we all got to watch. They rolled the TV in. 
bro, ecstatic. Mm. We were so pumped. Right. And we already knew the book. We were all, all wrote our papers on it. And I remember they turned the lights out. It was like a Friday, so we're all going to go home. After no homework, class, so you're no excited. Homework. And then they turn the lights out. And make no mistake, when you're a kid, or you're a boy at least, you start pumping out testosterone pretty all right. So, I mean, I was in third grade. I was popping bone cones the second I came out of the womb. <laughs> but I, I think that the fact the lights were low and then there were girls that I had like little crushes on, like they had third the mood grade crushes. Yeah, they had the mood and set ready for I was like, room. okay, I got to be a man. We got to watch a movie. It was a lot of emotion at once. And it's when the dog died, dude. And I heard the wait, the first or the second dog both i mean it was a it, everyone was balling okay well I was, it, 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 it's hard for me to remember if yeah. it was the first or the second because it, i i was gonna say i don't know if you remember the boy was out trying to catch the coyotes or what or no not the coyotes the, raccoons. Uh, raccoons yeah and then the mountain lion came yeah and they they attacked they like defended him and one of them died, and then the other one died of like loneliness because it was the one that died of loneliness. Yeah, that's the one that got me yeah. on that. When it when it started building up and the dog started dying of loneliness, like when we knew it was coming too. You started hearing because the lights were out too, but you could hear like the girls start sniffling, like mm. they're about to cry. Which I'm an empathetic person, so if someone <laughs> starts crying, I'm yeah. like, you just gotta cry too. I, yeah, I I cry when I watch. You know, what what the hell is that? show i love right now uh the fab five yeah queer eye yeah like yeah. i'll cry at every episode of queer eye <laughs> i cry at so i start hearing the sniffles i know i'm getting sentimental in my old age like i cry for happy shit now like when something oh, yeah. really when something really positive happens in the world i'm like <laughs> yeah. i can't take this <laughs> it's like this colombian mother just yeah. got to reunite with her son yeah she after finds a her year. kid in america yeah and i'm over and here yeah. crying yeah it's i'm like, like oh what the fuck is but good? you know what i think we were raised at that point where it's like your tear ducts don't work you know you're a man don't do it yeah. and now we're old and like nah fuck you know what i cry i remember crying at the notebook but I just remember how embarrassed, not embarrassed, but I didn't want to feel embarrassed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. And then so everyone started crying, and then I, I heard one of my other friends in the back start crying, and dude, I just let the waterworks out, and I was trying to be so ballsy about it, and uh, that was the first one, where the red fern grows. But make no mistake, I did cry during, uh, I did cry during, shit. You just said the notebook. notebook for sure. Titanic pissed me off. I, I think the cry. only movie I've I've cried for, um, the Green Mile, and then there was one other movie. I think that was the only one I ever. Predator One, when Predator Arnold Schwarzenegger one. died. He didn't die. It's <laughs> like he didn't die though. No, no he didn't. You know, like, he got right. through the chopper. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he put. No, I thought. No, he beat. Predator, he did. He, he put the alarm on. And he blew himself up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's not correct. What you cried for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you cry for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Like after sex. Speaking of after sex, <laughs> your first sexual encounter. Since we're talking about firsts, your first sexual encounter. Now that that can include whatever mm. you feel is justifiably justifiable as a sexual encounter. Mm. Like whatever you felt was worthy. Like the first time you were like, yeah, this is it. Like I'm doing something with a 
the opposite sex or the same Does it have to be with the opposite sex or could it be by myself? Uh, Is that too weird? I mean, I guess that's up to you. I never felt like a sexual encounter was with myself because I'm not encountering myself ever because I'm always with myself. Well, mine, I was like, this hand's got a mind of its own and this thing's doing its own. Well, you know, I can't help. Uh, I can't. I can't disregard that. First sexual encounter. I remember my first kiss was with this chick. I was like, maybe I didn't get my first kiss till I was young or older. So I was like in middle school. And like what? Like what grade? What age? I was in seventh grade. She was in sixth grade. Okay, that's uh, not that all. Little think. little hood rat thing. Of course, Those are the best. Probably shaped my future, but yeah, that probably solidified a everything. lot of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if I see like a Mexican <laughs> chick with blonde hair and tattoos, you're like, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what broken home you came from, but yeah. you can join mine. But you can hear. Come on, <laughs> yeah, jump on in. Yeah. The water is warm. <laughs> exactly. I do remember. I like salt water taffy and enchiladas. Oh God. I know, but that's the that's the path you've chosen, Dom. I guess. <laughs> fucking salt water taffy. I think my first one that I well because I talk about in the episode one of Domcast is episode 117, but episode one I talk about my first blowjob, and it was my first. Oh, actually, no. I dated a dance team captain. Oh, oh actually, that. Oh, you're bringing it back, Jonas. <laughs> you're bringing it back. I remember I dated a chick who was on the swim team. And she was way buffer than me because she's on the swim team. And we know she shaved. Oh, definitely. White girl, <laughs> though. She had. I, I, I don't know if it was just. It was just a muscular ass, but it was beautiful. But I remember she had a swimming pool in her backyard, and I just remember like going over to her house, and it was all ooh, like I'm going like my parents are letting me go over to like my girlfriend's house or whatever, <laughs> and we were just in the pool, and it was just that I can't really see under the water what's going on, but we're touching each other, and it's hot outside. Yeah, I popped a rowdy bone cone, didn't want to come out of the pool for sure, hundred percent. Uh, I remember that now. I think I repressed that until now. <laughs> I did not want to think about that until now. That was your first kiss? That was my first, like, I guess you say sexual encounter. I mean, I was, you know, we were rubbing legs underneath the water and stuff. That's not really sexual. That's, like, innocence. There was no penetration done. There was no, like, exchanging of, like, fluid genitalia, touching. Okay, wait, like, so, or, well, then I would have to say, like, my first one, I, like, exchanging of that no i can't tell that the next one because she's a good woman who's married now oh. and if she does listen to this she knows who she is so i'm not going to say anything <laughs> i will say my first blowjob though yeah she was a lot older than me i moved to austin i never had a blowjob before she knew what she was doing i had no clue what i was doing i was laying in the floor next to my bed uh, or my roommate's bed at the time, and he was with a girl in his bed. I was on the floor like, I don't know what's happening. I'm in Austin, and I'm drinking. What's going on? And this girl just wanted a little bit of that Caesar sauce, and she <laughs> was pulling moves I've never seen before, also because I didn't get to watch a lot of porn because we really didn't have internet. And when we did, it was you know dial up and got the AOL CDs, so I didn't know what was going on. So it was just pictures, no videos. Well, then, And the, when she started giving me a blowjob, I was on my back, laying down 
And then she took her mouth off and started using her hand and looking at me. And that just fucking triggered it. And that's where I was about to come Boom. on myself. <laughs> and I did a horrible thing. <laughs> and I know when I go to the pearly gates and God's like, what's up, Dom Caesar? I'm like, nothing much, G. Like, what's <laughs> up? He goes, nothing. <laughs> he goes, well, you were nothing. And I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed her head because I was going to be so embarrassed if I came on myself and I busted a nut in her mouth. And then she never talked to me again. What a bitch. Well, I don't know. I didn't know. She should take pride in her performance. Like, that's cool Yeah, but also, I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I guess we have different standards and stipulations, but... Did you know. get... Did you lose your virginity first, or did you get your blowjob first? I lost my virginity first. See, I got a blowjob first, then I lost my yeah, virginity. Yeah, I lost my virginity when I was... I had just... I think I had turned 14, like, three or oh, four wow. days you before. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, three days. I was, like, fresh out of 13... <laughs> Yeah, like I was like three or four days past turning 14. Uh, so my birthday is on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I think it was like the 27th of December. I always and, uh, remember. So <laughs> so it was like a lot of parties going on, you know, like a lot of people were like, oh, cool. Like New Year's Eve, we're going to. So a lot of a lot of alcohol we're was involved. Light this city on yeah, fire. A, a lot of <laughs> a lot of alcohol was involved. A lot of uh, a lot of mistakes were made and. Uh, on you, that note, you were ju- you had your first taste of alcohol at that time. Oh no, my first take a, my first taste of alcohol when I was nine. Uh, my oh, wow. mother got engaged to my ex stepfather. Uh, we were living. We had just moved back from L.A. to Texas. Mm-hmm. We had been living here for about a year, and then uh, my mom grew up. She went to high school with my ex stepfather. Did you steal or th- was it given to No, you? it was given to me. Uh, beer liquor? Mo- it was beer. Uh, mm-hmm. No, actually, matter of fact, it was malt liquor. You remember Zima's? Yeah, it's like yeah. seltzers, the old school yeah, seltzers. Yeah, the old school seltzers. But yeah, instead the, of the OG seltzers. It, they just dropped uh, Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, them. exactly. Uh, I had three Zima's and I was hammered. That was the first time I'd ever been drunk Dude, and it you was, give you three a nine-year-old three zimas they didn't, more than him, i mean they gave me one and then everyone else was so drunk they kind of just stopped paying attention gotcha so man. i'm not gonna sit here and say that everyone was negligent at that party or irresponsible yeah um i definitely paid most of the contribution for that whole thing plus i had an older brother an older cousin an older step uh yeah. soon-to-be stepbrother so it kind of all got you know fed to me but uh, yeah. So that was that first time. So um, Zima was your first taste. Yeah, my first taste of alcohol. And it's pretty much all you could taste in that was just carbonation and alcohol. I just yeah, I really didn't know what I was doing at that point. I was just kind of like, oh, you're drinking alcohol, cool. So yeah, and I you know I had no idea what being drunk or tipsy or yeah. intoxicated felt like. So. And I had no idea that it takes a a moment for your liver to metabolize alcohol. So I'm like sitting there chugging them, thinking like, why isn't this working? Why isn't well, this like working? Pre sun or and something. And so it, you know, it out of nowhere it just hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, whoa! But this I guess is awesome. This <laughs> and then for a brief moment, then the world starts spinning on its axis a lot faster than you typically feel it. So I, I'm gonna ask you this since it's probably not PC, but nothing about this podcast is pc if you're a nine-year-old and you get drunk do you have a hangover or do you just bounce back like most kids the next or do you not remember 
I don't remember a hangover. I remember the next day, my mom being really pissed off that I had drank alcohol, mm-hmm. but she was hammered the night before. So she probably doesn't remember. Uh, and no, well, no, she remembered it, but she also was like encouraging it the night before because she was you know, party. She was mode. yeah, she was like whatever, and then she's like. Why'd y'all do this? And they're like, Well, you encouraged it. And she's like, Well, why'd you let me do it? It's like, Well, mom, there was yeah, a pinata. Like, well, my kinda... uncle pulled his dick out. It was weird. Yeah. There was just uh so I guess Zima would be a weird one. I remember my first sip was from my my grandpa Angelo. Mm-hmm. It's technically my great grandpa who mm-hmm. married into the family after my great grandpa went to he fought Vietnam, d- didn't come back to uh, – he fought Vietnam, and then he came back to the States, and he basically lived in the bayous in Louisiana and didn't come back so I could meet him until he was ready to die because he wanted to die around family. So that grandpa that my great-grandma married, my great-grandpa Angelo, he was a lot younger. Mm. Uh, so he was kind of like my actual grandparents' age which was wild, but what you going to do? He's Angelo. He had a little spice to him. But we used to go to his house every Sundays because he always had the restaurant closed on Sundays. And okay. he loved the Cowboys because he, born in Spain, lived in Italy, Spain, grew up there, moved to Canada, right? Lived in Canada for almost 20 years and then moved to America and had a restaurant for – 29 years the funny thing is he knew all these languages and the fact that he lived in canada that long before he came to america he still could barely speak english okay he always had his accent and he would say crazy shit like these fucking camel jockeys and i'm like what are you talking about this is just the guy who runs the optical store next door (laughs) like this guy is probably why you don't have glasses right now but when I was growing up, he loved America so much. He was a Cowboys fan, watched every game. And for him, it was Budweiser. And I remember super American. I go out and he was grilling and my parents would be inside or something. And I go out there and Angel goes, hey, you want a little beer? You want a little beer? And I would take a sip and I just remember sipping it and being like, this is disgusting but also tastes kind of like bread. So I like it. Yeah, it's funny. Like when you're a kid and you drink beer, it's like gross to you like you don't acquire a taste till you like hit a certain age yeah but i i felt like maybe i liked it the way he liked the cowboys it's like he has no reason to like the cowboys it's just something you have to do he felt american wanted to do it and then he told me and i was like your civic duty yeah it was my civic duty to drink budweiser (laughs) exactly and yeah even to this day i don't even drink bud light if it's free but (laughs) I mean, don't make no mistake. I mean, I love beer. Right. Yeah. I, w- I yeah, because like I was saying, I uh, that was my first encounter with alcohol, and I got drunk. It was a, it was New Year's Eve, so it wasn't like a common occurrence. It wasn't like my my mom and stepdad let me constantly drink or anything like that. But, yeah. So I did that, uh, and then I think the first time I got drunk, you know, uh, like on on my accord, on my own accord, and my yeah. friends on a court like uh party or some yeah situation. exactly um i was 16 living in michigan and the i went to a you party in michigan uh i lived in michigan for a little while because my stepdad got a job opportunity out there okay and then i remember we got one keg and it 
took like 19 or 20 of us to pitch in <laughs> to, to, to just get, get it. one keg it, it probably took like, like 40 bucks it's it, yeah well it took like 10 of us to actually afford the keg and it took the other 10 of us to like bribe the person who bought it <laughs> it yeah. was like 50 bucks for yeah. the keg itself we got miller high life and i had like four or five maybe of cups of it before anyone got to the party i like how you said cups yeah it was the the little red red, red cups. solo cup exactly and then uh before anyone got there and I was already drunk and then I remember making out with this girl who had claimed to be a lesbian and I thought I was so cool because I was like, <laughs> I made out with, with a lesbian. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. That so was that cool. was your first time being drunk out. other than like. Well, no, no, permission. but your first time like having anything sexual with a lesbian. Uh, Yeah, that was my first lesbian. Was that your first and your last? No, I had sex with a lesbian four years ago. Nice. She claimed to be a lesbian. I guess she's not really. I don't. I, are, is she a lesbian if she had sex with a male? I mean, or I didn't. I don't remember. I'm not identi- judging I don't. Rem- I don't remember identifying as a woman and at any point in that. I time. just know I identified as cute, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, you know what." <laughs> You have a flesh one. We have a plastic one. Can we use you? And I was like, yes. But I don't know. It wasn't something that was. Yeah, it was just it was it was odd because we had gone out. We had gone to a bar and I guess she like talked to one. I was I was at that point in my life. I was just when Mm -hmm. I went to a party, when I went to a bar, I was there to drink. Yeah, I was just there to fuck. I was there to party. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to hook up with anybody, but she was uh (laughs) <laughs> I guess she'd spoken to one of my friends who I worked with and was like, oh, yeah, so this Jonas guy, like, uh, what's his deal? Like, well, <laughs> you know, he'll pretty much fuck anything. Like, so she's like, well, and th- verbatim. Was my that friend, for sure you would fuck anything back then? Uh, I'm like, not going to say anything, but definitely, like, the, the standard, the bar wasn't very high. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh. It's because you got taller and you could look over the bar. Well, (laughs) you know, it was. uh, And then I remember my friend who actually who she spoke, the lesbian spoke to was like, well, you know, I mean. Go for it, because he'll you know, he and uh, she literally verbatim told my friend, I want to find out for sure if I'm a lesbian lesbian or or not. not. So she tested you out. So I had sex with her. And at that point in my time, I was it was I was in a very, very dark place. Mm-hmm. And as if I couldn't get my ego any lower or worse. Yeah. The next day she was like, I'm definitely a lesbian. Oh, you're like, <laughs> I was like, well, okay. shit, I man, you know, well, I definitely know that feeling because there's been a time where. A girl was kind of confused and then something happened and then she was like, yeah, she went full lesbo after that. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had a good thing going, but I pushed out. It was my fault. And now I'm like, did I turn her or was she always like that? (laughs) Sometimes in my head, I look back at it and I go, maybe if I did just bang her out, maybe... (laughs) You know, she's, Maybe if I weren't such a bitch. Yeah, I was. A, I was, dude. <laughs> that was how it was with her and I. Like I, uh, 
I was such I, a little I, I And I don't know if it's because I knew she was a lesbian trying to just see if she was a lesbian. I was kind of like, should I be more gentlemanly or like which I mean, way? I had no idea what to do. And like, uh, was she like, I mean, you got your butch ones and then you got your pretty your well, lipstick she, ones. She, well, OK, so. But usually at that age that you're talking about, they're all kind of skater punk well, rock kind of. Yeah, exactly. Know. Well, she told. She told my friend that, like, the sex wasn't bad. She was just like, it just didn't feel right. She's like, because uh, I was hammered the whole night. Did you fuck? Were you? Are you? Do we talk about you being circumcised or not? On, like, a previous podcast? or Yeah. I can't I don't remember. We've so. done so many together. But, yes, I am circumcised. Okay. That's the question. Could you imagine, like, her first time? To check it out, and your like loaf comes out uncircumcised. I'm pretty sure she'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a lesbian." Fuck this noise. Vaginas look a lot better than this. I mean, vaginas aren't pretty. If you are ask you kidding me? me? I mean, penises and vaginas are both weird looking. If you, ask I think me. vaginas are beautiful. I think some are. I mean, I eat oysters like a motherfucker. I mean, I, I mean, think, look I at think, that. I think. Crack that I open, think, that seal, and you I think get genitalia in, there, you in get... general is just weird looking. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, a female's body is way nicer than a man's. Unless no, yeah, I'm not. Dis- yeah, I'm not. Yeah, okay. Or yeah. Brad Pitt and Fight Club. <laughs> Only in Fight Club. Or Brad Pitt and Snatch. No, not Snatch. Troy. Troy. Where, you, or... where he shows his ass. Troy or or Fight Club. That's that's. <laughs> what was your first man crush? My first man crush. Um. Shit, that's tough. I think mine is not, it was actually Jim Carrey just because I was in love with his personality. Yeah. I was like, not sexually. I was just right. like, you I want to hang out with this guy, guy yeah, all yeah. day. Who's the guy from Wedding Crashers? <laughs> Which Super one? Super tall one. Vince Vaughn? Yeah. Okay. I, got like, I also had a man crush on him. Not sexually. It's just like, I like, like I'd rather hang be, out with be you fun to just and chill, chill with, with this guy than any fucking chick. You know, I think my first man crush was probably. Shit, that's hard. I don't know. Well, only you were because I got thinking about it. I got like 30 man crushes now. And there's like, which one came first? Well, then though? hit me with like a female crush or something. Um, Like a celebrity female crush or just like. Yeah, I guess like so. the first crush I ever had. No, no, first because I remember the first crush I ever had. Ooh. I was in first grade. She was in third grade. Her name was I don't, and she only. I went to a private school, and she only went this mm-hmm. one year. I don't I, even know her last name or remember it. Her I, name was Diana. Ooh, dude, she was exotic looking. Diana, the and I was looking at her. I was like, at the oh my god! I looked at her, and I was just like, oh man. Yeah, I will kiss your face because, of course, back then I wasn't perverted. I was a little kid. I didn't have hormones. Yeah, like, I remember this. Like... My first crush, dude. First grade, kindergarten. But my first celebrity crush was. Oh, I gotta say, my Summer name, Sanders. You said Summer Sanders. Yeah, that was my oh. first celebrity crush. Was that from Nickelodeon? Yeah, she she was the uh, host of Figure It Out. Yeah, that ga- that, that like good ga- game. Yeah, good, good real shot. game. That was almost as good as Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple is aw. the titties. It's the best. It is the titties. Dude. Yeah. Um, but Summer Sanders was my first like celebrity crush, as far back as I can remember. 
Can I say, I mean, it's my podcast while I'm asking questions on it, but I remember the full name of my first crush, like back in elementary. And I don't even know if she exists anymore. I don't know where she's at, but it was Christina Colorado. Colorado was her last name, bro. That's crazy. And I can always remember it. I don't remember really what she looks like, but yeah, Christina Colorado. And it was one of those things, like, I remember her mom picking her up in, like, this red little... You remember those cars with, like, Fiat's or some shit? No, Fiat's are, are like, mid-2000s, so you can't be well, that. it was something like that. Maybe it was, like, a little BMW. Remember a little square? It looked sporty, but it was from the 90s. Okay, yeah. And I don't remember the name, but I think I... I feel what you're talking about i just feel like i remember i crushed on this girl super hard and i could remember her mom picking her up because we all sit on the sidewalk waiting for our parents to pick us yeah. up and then every time like i go up my mom or something to heb and i saw like a red car in general oh my god matter. i'm like is that christina colorado <laughs> and that's like went through my head Oh man, growing up is weird. What you could what you could come up with in your head with the last name Colorado as your crush, like we're gonna get old together and we're gonna move to Colorado. Yeah, we're well, gonna be Christina Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I remember too. I think. Wait, who was it? Summer Sanders or was it Sandra Bullock? Because I remember watching Ooh. Speed. Oh no, Speed. Sandra Bullock, Miss Congeniality, bro. Uh, no, because Miss Congeniality, it was it came later in my life to where I'd already like I was like girls are the yeah, shit. but that's probably why you saw Speed first because you were already ahead no, of the I, game. I saw Speed because my mom had a crush on Keanu Reeves. Ah, who so does she it? was like, oh yeah, I'm, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. I finished earlier to him. Yeah, I fucking I watched an interview with him today, matter of fact, and he was like. Someone, uh, Stephen Colbert was like, what do you think happens when you die? And he was like, I think the people who love, love you miss will you. miss you. Yeah. And I was like, I will blow you right <laughs> now. <laughs> no questions asked. I love that. And if you go to blow him, he'd be like. No. No, he'd be like cool about it. But I, like, I don't know. But like. In a cool way, not like he wouldn't reject you, but you he wouldn't accept Keanu you. You think Reeves would just be like, yeah, dude, blow me. I think he'd be like, are you sure you want to do this? No. I, and I'd be no. like, I don't want to do this if it's anyone but you. And he'd be like, he'd put his hand on your shoulder and he'd be like, the answer's inside you. <laughs> and then you would re-enter the go, Matrix. I know. And then, would take, jobs. and then you would take the red pill. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know Kung Fu. It's like, I know. Exactly. Anal. Uh, exactly. I do have to say my first, I remember female celebrity crush when I was going like puberty hit already. Lindsay Lohan. I always hated her. Are you out of your mind? I guess so. The you way did. you just said that, I feel like I oh, might be. God, dude, I was, you know what? I don't know. Hey, Lindsay Lohan, if you're out there and somehow you're listening to this, cause I got some listeners in California. I actually don't even know where you're at, but if you're listening to this, hit your boy up because I will fucking wife you and your addictions. <laughs> <laughs> we need. Uh, I'm gonna take a leaker. We'll be back because of modern technology. 
We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the first 35 minutes of Dobcast 117 featuring Jonas V. I like to say Viral, but I can't spell it when I do it, so I just say Jonas V. And uh, we'll be right back. It will be 20 minutes for us, maybe not even, but about five minutes or one second for you, five milliseconds. Dude, actually, I've got a girl crush. I like Sandra Bullock, but I wasn't like sexually attracted to her. I just was like, this is a boss woman. She was just a chick I wanted to make out with really badly. Because when I I was super young, I like didn't know what sex was. So I was like, I just want to kiss this girl under under a canopy while it's raining. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, that's fucking that would that did it for me at that young age. Could you imagine if that canopy was Jurassic Park? Because that came out like 93. You're just kissing Sandra Bullock in the rain with the T-Rex out there. I mean, my dick can only get so hard. I know. <laughs> we're trying to get that loaf bigger. We got to pump those numbers up. Let's do it. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Yes, that, you know, that you didn't even notice in your car or your headphones are in at work at a job you fucking hate. It is what it is, but we're here because <laughs> we want to make sure you're entertained. And guess what? Stop watching the news. Okay? Stop watching the news. All this is fear-mongering. And guess what? The last time I heard the word ISIS on CNN was in 19-fucking-85. So apparently uh, <laughs> COVID got rid of ISIS. Uh, yeah, COVID wiped out ISIS. They did. Completely. Probably, you know, they were probably just like, hey, let's let these Americans kill themselves and we're just going to sit back and listen to good music. <laughs> on that note, on that note, what was the first CD, not the first CD you ever got, what was the first CD you bought with your own money? Uh, That is easy. It is uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. We've talked about it on the podcast before, how we loved that album. Amazing album. Yeah, that was my... the. I God, how many lawns did I mow to get that <laughs> shit? You know, well, you like, tried so hard and you got so far, but in the <laughs> end, exact, it actually kind of mattered. It sort of mattered. Um, <laughs> so you mowed lawns to get that? I did a lot to do that to get that. Uh, you sound like a sex worker right now. Well, you know, I'm not gonna confirm or deny anything but uh you know twenty dollars is twenty dollars that went a long way in the 90s um now no yeah i remember i remember (laughs) i remember doing so much manual labor probably like probably like borderline illegal work like for like for what you should put a, a for what a child should endure yeah like endure during like a work ethic at like 12 13 years old like I did all that and then I was living in Michigan and then I like the day I finally concluded I remember I got all the money and then I fucking had to walk like 13 to go blocks. to a target or what do they call it? No no no, no. it was a, it was no it was a local uh record store I forget what it was called. Hogwild Records? No, no, no. It wasn't, oh, wait. It was in Michigan. Yeah, I was in Michigan. Um, and I remember walking, God, like 13 city blocks and then buying it. Did and, you have uh, one of those CD things with the shock? The Walkmans. Just, we could... talked about that before, and that that didn't come till after. 
because uh, we've talked about that on a previous podcast where we like listen to our Walkmans on the bus and our life's a music video. Yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> like we make it seem like our life. I is can't a music remember video. what we put out, and what but we no, I remember um, that album meant so much more to me because I'd purchased it, and then uh, I remember my stepfather's son came to visit us that summer and he was living with us uh for the summer and i played it and i blasted it because my mom and my stepdad were on some sort of trip i don't remember if it was their anniversary probably mushrooms uh (laughs) it was like some anniversary thing and they left and my brother my stepbrother was like 16 or 17 i was like 9 or 10 and then my older brother was like 12 or 13 and um i love how like your life is always in halves yeah. It could have been nine, could have been 13. It could have been what it was, but it was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, if your parents uh, are on a trip on mushrooms. But that was such a great album because you could you could do anything to it. You could fight to it, you could jerk off to it, you could you could Clippers, make out to it. Edge the Mavericks and take game 1 just sports update. You could do whatever you wanted to that album and it made sense, you know what I mean? I remember the first time I heard it, I w- it it was one of those where all my young middle school feels and everything were just pouring out. You knew out. the answer to everything when you heard that album. Look, the track listing on this album, Paper Cut. Oh, which, my God. Number yeah. one. Yeah, that's so, exactly number one. And then number two, <laughs> track two, One Step Closer. Yeah. Which that was the one I remember listening on repeat and being like laying in my bed, being like, I'm about to break. Yeah. I'm about to break. Why am I laying in bed at 10 p.m.? Shut up when I'm talking to you. Shut up. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chester. I love you. Rest in peace, Chester. I love you wherever you are. I hope you hear that. Um, But. Shut Dude, up when I'm talking to you. For a song that's only two minutes and 35 seconds, it lasted a lifetime. You know, and it was so funny, too, because, like, the, the most popular song on that album was, of course, In the End. Yes. Uh, but, uh, track I, I, eight. Uh, but what was track 11 called? Uh, Cure for the Itch. What was the one before that? Well, that sounds that? like a chlamydia one. Right. Uh, Place in My Head. That was a good one. Okay. So we got Paper Cut, number one. Okay. Number two is One Step Closer. Mm-hmm. Number three is with you, but I don't. If I heard it, I would know. Yeah, I forget what it was. I I forget what the song was called, but it was on this album. I remember I had a a old school desktop computer, yeah, and I had this shitty uh car racing game that I thought was so high tech and amazing because was it the Andrade? It was. I had the. Holy I think shit. they said it in the mail with like an AOL. Yes, download. and the it only reason in, I Andretti thought Andretti Racing exactly, and the yeah. only reason I thought it was so cool because you could play your music while you're playing while you were playing the game, and I forget what the song was called, but it was like that. The sacrifices hiding in a lie. The sacrifices never knowing why I never walked away. Why I hear myself this way. Then yeah. I see he's testing me, pushing me away like that. And I thought the fucking game was so fucking amazing <laughs> yeah. because that fucking because I could listen to yeah. my music while I was playing. 
Oh my god. See, I had POD playing in the background when I did that one. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, POD POD hits yeah, POD we 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 got we were payable on death together for a minute. I I I got to say though track 4 point of authority which may have been that one. And then number 5 crawling. Crawling. That, that was song. one that you could lay in bed and get pissed and be like, shut up when I'm talking to you. And then listen to crawling. You'd be like, I'm crawling. It. And all you have is like your blanket and your pillow and no Wi-Fi or anything like that. And you're just like, fucking eighth grade sucks, dude. <laughs> so bad. Uh, nothing was worse worse than fucking eighth grade <laughs> because of crawling. <laughs> but I do think, though, we could still listen to those songs and they're val- valuable uh, in our age now, because I'm like 87 now, and you're probably like 23. So, I mean, does it still mean something to you? Um. Well, I don't. I, I don't know. It's been a crazy, crazy time to be a, a 90s artist. Like, look at Chris Cornell. Look at uh, Chester Bennington. Like, so many suicides because of, of 90s musicians. Uh, so it's really hard to say. Like I can't really confirm or deny the you know the the whole seriousness of all that because you know a lot of shit went down. But uh, you know I definitely um, appreciated the music at that in that era and that time because uh, you know so much was going on in my life that I thought I had the answer to, but it turned out I just. We're a hormonal teenager. Exactly. Yeah. I just. I, I feel like when I was listening to that album, I was also listening to Toxicity. I was going to say System of a Down also yeah. came into my life at that time. Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. You know, so, but Rage so Against the Machine. Rage Against, I, against the Machine had a the message, Nina, though. The Pinta, the they, Santa Maria. <laughs> they they let me know that there was like actually an agenda mm. beyond. A lot of what I well, thought maybe, I knew. Yeah, and that's kind of where the start of conspiracies come in, for sure. Well, on that note, what was, was the first conspiracy theory that you ever believed? Like, what was the first one that we were like, okay, like, there's something going on? Well, it definitely happened in private school. Yeah, I went to a private school, too. That's why well, I asked. Well, it happened for me in private school. I was Okay, just yeah, like, that's why I asked. Cause I went to public school. The first year in public school, I was like... What the hell kind of cult was I in? Was kind of, and I, I don't. I'm not mad that about going there or anything. It was a blessing in my life, and it built like a good moral compass and whatnot. But that's when I was like, why they basically take like nine children, and from kindergarten to sixth grade, keep us in like this pod, you know, not pod, but. Just keep it, but we listened to it because it was Christian. At the time. Yeah, of course. It wasn't Christian. It just wasn't not Christian. Because <laughs> I was there with you. I was right there with you. But you know why? Because we were, we were the kids. We were, we were the, the youth of the nation. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Uh, I believe, and I think I just remember going to middle school and being like. The first day of the rest of your life, you wish you would have known because you would have kissed your mama goodbye. I thought you were singing a song. I was like, this that was is the youth first of the day nation. of my life. That was the Youth of the Nation. It was? Yeah. Oh. Good song, though. 
Yeah, I haven't heard that thing in a long time. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't even we know if we can call it a song anymore. But I think I watched. That's just a ballad. I, I did. I always <laughs> had these conspiracy theories or things that I thought, you know, elites. I always felt like I I couldn't understand this whole money and power struggle with like the working class, the poor and the rich. I didn't understand what the one percent, the new world order. And then I had a friend show me the Zeitgeist documentary, which. I remember I, watching I will that. say, like, factually, it's about, like, it's like a 60-40. 60s real, 40s, like, up to you to figure out or whatever. Yeah. But I saw that, and my world got fucked. I remember first watching that, too. I was in a study hall, I think, at my freshman year of high school, and I watched it. What the hell did you study in freshman year, well, a study, study hall. hall, it was like a, just a time to catch up on like homework and whatnot. So they're like, oh, yeah, you can use the internet to research stuff. And my uh, older cousin, who, uh, you know, he was all about conspiracy theory and whatnot at that time, he was like, oh, check this out. And I was like, okay, cool. So I watched it and I was like, what the fuck? When they started talking about the World Bank. When they started talking about the World Bank and like the whole dollar bill thing, yeah. that's when I was like, "What the hell?" And I was smoking a lot of weed at that time. You know what I mean? Like weed was like the drug at that point. Mm. Uh, which I guess wait, let let me use that to transcend into the next the next uh, questionnaire. What was the uh, for mm. for your first? What was the most first. Im- impactual? Like the the most. The drug that had the biggest impact on you. What was the drug that did that? It didn't have to be a psychedelic. It didn't have to be like impactual, a, like still to this day, or just yeah, like if if you wouldn't be the person you are today if it weren't for that drug, alcohol. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I Easy, respect but that. I mean, I did a lot of tripping and stuff, but no. yeah, so did I. But I don't feel like it tripping like really influenced me. I think shrooms. I did have a very like enlightenment feeling mm-hmm. uh first time i did shrooms and i really didn't i i didn't take enough to um when did you take enough were, were you were you scared or did you just not have no i was disposal? actually with a good group of friends that tripped often and they knew it was my first time so they were like we're gonna take at least an eighth and i'm like i don't even know what that is i know how to do an eighth of you know baking soda when i'm <laughs> making muffins in class but because he used to have classes like that. Home ec. I don't know what happened to that. Yeah, I don't God knows. <laughs> That's the way of services now. But I remember... Um, <laughs> now you get it from the service. They, they gave me enough to see the glow, change my mindset, got the giggles. I remember mm. looking up, laying in my backyard at the time. Yeah, it's a 3G up. series drug. The gust, the glide, the glow. So you had the, like, the glide and the glow. Wait, explain Okay, so psychedelic drugs. The well, okay, so I know five G's taken over. What's three G? Well, the three. (laughs) I like that play on there. Uh, So the three G series, as far as psychedelic drugs go, um, stands for gust, glide, and glow. And it's kind of you know it kind of speaks for itself. The gust is like the crazy whirlwind of it all. The glide is like you kind of gently are are coming back, but you're still. You know, you're gliding, you're having a good time. The glow, and you're just kind of basking in it and everything. Yeah, the like, glow so is there's always the 3G, weird. And that's yeah. kind of very draining. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, the the 3G series is um, of you know psychedelic drugs. That's 
Um, See, and I feel like they're... And I've only experienced that with, with two different kinds of psychedelic drugs. DMT and then uh, and LSD. See, I've never done LSD, but I've done DMT. Yeah. DMT was weird because I did it. I'm not going to say who, but shout out. He knows who he is. <laughs> and we did it. You know, you know those people that do it hippie where they light the... Uh, they have a whole ring spun thing of uh, yeah. hemp. And yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Light and they light that, and, and they don't they, use the lighter fluid. Yeah, like the butane's like, no, the butane's you bad up. for you. Yeah. It's like okay, you don't think the DMT yeah. I'm about to get that you scrape? Yeah, off I think the lighter fluid is probably the least of my worries. You bought from a stripper is not gonna fuck me up. I don't give a shit about the DMT. Yeah. But anyways, I just remember that one was weird because I didn't think it was gonna hit. I remember hitting it first and holding it, and my boy was like. Don't let it out. Don't let it out. And the second I exhaled, he goes, hit again. I hit it one more time. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, first off, this tastes like shit. Yeah, it tastes and horrible. It tastes horrible. It tastes and like I, you're sucking on pennies. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, like it's literally like what it is. Like a sweaty palm. Yeah, exactly. Something that's not good. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a guy who can smoke resin, you know, and I drink my coffee. Leroy, I do all that. I like good <laughs> taste, but the, I don't know what the fuck that tastes yeah, like. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with funk. you. Uh, and I just, he was like, take one more. So I took the second hit, and it t- he was like, hold it, hold it, hold it. And then I exhaled, and I looked at him like, what? And then he put it in my face one more time from, like, my third hit, and, like, hit my lips. And then I was like. I'm melting. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I know what's going on now. He had some music. It was a band called like Toro Imoy, I believe. Hmm. Uh, it was like a EDM kind of band. Okay. I don't know. The yeah, I think, the, I think uh, the band I listened to when I was doing DMT was Bjork and uh, <laughs> okay. and was Ween. Ween and Bjork. So it was just like this weird clusterfuck yeah. of emotions, you know what I mean? Like, I, if I, I could, just... if I could ever redo DMT, I would do it to Celine Dion. My heart will go on because I mean, could why you would imagine that's, like, that song is the anthem for anything ever? Right when the flute and everything's coming in, doo, 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 that's your first hit, and you're holding yeah. it. And you're like, and then you take your second hit, and it starts coming in. And now stay. And then they're like, your third hit. And you're like, forever this way. Like, I want to see what the colors of that song. Oh, yeah. And I I, like in that dimension. And I agree with you in the in the sense that because, you know, if you're looking at it from Leonardo DiCaprio's uh experience of course dude it's uh, he's having a near death to an actual death experience so he's probably getting dmt emissions naturally from his brain yeah before you, you die, know so yeah so it's probably a dream yeah. i mean they clearly just took secretions of that and that's where the the song came from what do you think the turnaround is that he fell in the ocean and then woke up on an island in inception um I mean, that was all some lady's memory anyways, and she was dying. You know? So that whole thing could have just been her DMT, DMT trip of it, and then you wake up in Inception. I mean, that's probably literally exactly what it was. Hmm. I just wonder if they planned it, or I'm just into conspiracy theories. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, But my first acid trip... Uh, 
I the first time I did acid was actually the first time I did ecstasy. That's uh, not a. It was awesome. Well, I actually, I mean, that's very similar. Just taking straight DMT or uh, not DMT, MDMA and Molly. I mean, well, MDMA is Molly. Yeah, but when you're doing that, well, it's just pure MDMA. Yeah, it feels I, kind of like ass. I guess I I don't the feeling of. Well, so the first time I ever did acid by my by itself, did you do it by yourself? No, I did it. No, okay. They so always no, no, say no. you have a problem if you're drinking alone. <laughs> Are you doing acid alone? It wasn't. It wasn't drinking, so I don't have a problem. No. Uh, <laughs> so I remember I popped a couple rolls because I'd done ecstasy a couple times before, and then I was standing in line. Uh, Waiting to go into a gorillas show. Oh, and this guy yeah. asked me, he's like, Hey, can I cut you in line? I was like, Motherfucker, I just drove here from fucking. I was living in Michigan still. I was like, I just drove here four hours. To Where come to the show. in Michigan did you live? I lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay. And I drove and I was like, No, you're not cutting me in line. He goes, I'll give you a hit of acid if you let me cut you in line. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm an innocent 15 year old kid on ecstasy. I'll take that hit of acid. So I took it, and I walked in, and then it's right when they opened the doors, and I walked in, and it was like it. The ecstasy had already kind of been hitting me, but I'd done ecstasy before, so I was used to that. I was ready for that, and then the acid started hitting me, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking insane." May I ask you a question on this, though? Because I've never done acid, but I've done enough salvia and shrooms okay. and all that, DMT. People tell me acid makes you see things that aren't there. No. Because I've done... Salvia takes you Personally, straight to no. the fourth dimension or whatever. Personally, no. Like, I've never seen something... My, my reality has been augmented... But I've never seen something that is, like, not there. Okay. Where I can reach out and, like, touch something, but touch there's me. nothing in it. No. There's never... It's, it's In every situation of LSD I've ever encountered, I've never seen something that who's, was who not there. Who is this cock that gave you LSD when you were 14? I don't know. I met him in line at a gorilla show. He seemed like a trustworthy guy. I guess... And this happens <laughs> in Michigan often, I'm sure. You know what? You're a Red Wings fan. You should understand. Yeah, but my parents are like, don't go there. There's too many. So uh, I remember doing it. It was right when the. uh, What what album? What album came out? It was the the one with. uh, With Feel Good Ink on it. Oh, Feel Good Ink? Yeah, it was that album. Okay, because I was thinking of. Because they opened with Feel Good. And uh, it was so crazy because I remember. Demon Days? Is it Demon Days? Mm, I think so. Because the the one my introduction to the gorillas was always Clint Eastwood. Boom, bam, bam, boom. That's a, bam, yeah. That's a, a song, but bam, not bam, a complete bam, album. But I remember bam. they opened with Feel Good, and they were all like the actual musicians. They were in like these plastic tubes that were flickering, flickering with light, and they were in green screen suits, and above them was um were projector screens and everything that they did physically their animated gorilla would do because you know how the gorillas they have like animated characters 
And then I thought it was so cool because right when the acid started kicking in, the gorillas, uh, their lead singer, um, the largest screen, it was like the biggest screen. Uh, yeah, and it's just it, it, he, uh, you know, the 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 main the lead singer's um, gorilla came out, his animated character, and he had puppetry handles, and he pulled pulled them up, and uh, this is literally actually made him like puppets. He like he pulled the lead singer out, and he was on puppetry strings, and he walked him over to a piano and he started playing it and they started playing feel good. He was a straight and I was on acid. So like, to me, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, but it was, what people was could just still play just, piano. It was just their production value. It was yeah. amazing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. I think you could blame that production value on who produced that album was dead mouse, which I did dead not mouse know. Perf- he produced that album. Yeah, he did. Demon what? days. Yep. Wow. That was before he was even, like a thing then. this probably made it great so wow that's crazy i have a new respect for him shout out to dead mouse yeah because i've never been a fan of dead mouse as far as his own production goes well you know he i think i believe he did uh a black keys album one time but yeah god man i don't want to like him but good for him but that demon <laughs> days was oh four to oh seven yeah okay so that was definitely the time yeah yeah but it was it was crazy and i remember all that happening and i remember i took it was my first job i was working at a wendy's i remember requesting how much was the pay god like five bucks an hour yeah 515 was my first i think less than that i think it was like 490.90 an hour 490 (laughs) 490 an hour is that a niner and then i remember buying the ticket and and asking off for like three months in advance and some fucking girl I worked with was like, oh, by the way, like, I forgot to ask off for my cousin's wedding, but I need to go. And they're like, oh, Jonas, we need you to work, even though you asked off. I was like, no, I asked off three months in advance, and I'm going to the show. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I am. They go, okay, well, if well, you go to the show, you don't have a job. I go, okay, well, mail me my last check. <laughs> That's ballsy of you, but you're also young and getting paid $5 an hour. So Exactly. What? What the fuck is a kid going to do with that? Yeah, and it was pretty awkward, too, being really, really high on acid and ecstasy in uh, South Detroit, Michigan, about four and a half hours away I like how you had to say Michigan. Like, people didn't know there was other Detroit. Well, here's the best part. Like, there's a Georgetown in every state. And there's a Springfield. There's a Springfield in every state. There's not a Detroit in every state. I love that. You're like, I was in Detroit, South Michigan. It adds more... Oomph. value and oomph yeah exactly it adds more my dad's from detroit it, so adds, that's why it adds a lot more to it that. but god i remember fucking calling my mom i go yeah i'm on a lot of drugs and i'm wandering around south detroit and uh that's how most literally she fucking start calls she's like stay where where are you get the address and she called a cab Two 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 two. No, it was before that. She called a cab. It picked me up and it drove me from well, I don't know South it Detroit. She drove me from South Detroit back to Kalamazoo, Michigan. It was like a three hundred and seventy dollar cab ride, and my mom's like, "You're paying me back for this." Mm. <laughs> and I was like, "You're absolutely right." Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Getting paid five bucks an hour at three hundred and something dollars. Yeah, so I don't think I think if you include interest, I think 
she charged still, you interest? She didn't, but I'm saying if you did, I mm-hmm. think I still owe her probably like ten thousand dollars because i had i never she never made me pay that's why back. she's like i didn't pay for the first year of college yeah because i took you to south detroit to kalamazoo yeah for 340 so it's like every, every year after that when i was like mom i'm going to coachella or i'm going to acl she's like you fucking bastard <laughs> well i mean you would have to literally make 68 dollars a day at the age of 14 Oh no! I she knew to it wasn't pay that off. Yeah, like I told her, I was like, "Mom, I'll I'll pay you back one way or another." And so I, we had a conversation. I think kind of recently, she's like, "You're not putting me in a home." You remember that one time? You're gonna yeah. fucking change my diaper, you fucking piece of shit. I'm like, you know what? That's fair. I owe you, <laughs> dude. That's crazy to think that to make sixty eight bucks a day at that wage, you have to work thirteen and a half hours. That's, that's and that's never crossed taxes. my that never crossed my mind whatsoever. What crossed oh, my mind was like I'm on I'm acid, on acid and, and I'm, I'm lost in Detroit. Really <laughs> I'm lost in Detroit and I'm scared. I'm only gonna say this because my dad's from Detroit, but I feel like everyone there is lost. Yeah, but <laughs> is everyone and lost on acid and ecstasy? Not mm, no, that's, that's but I'm just really saying you could be a totally sober normal old. person, but you're living in Detroit and you're lost. You're not a totally sober and normal person if you're living in Detroit. Definitely. Uh, That's not a thing. And all the people that download from Detroit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so, so yeah, don't get mad don't, at me. We, yeah, we don't and all the that. people that listen in Cleveland, it dropped off a couple of downloads, but you knew I was right. Cleveland's a <laughs> shithole. So what are you going to fucking do What are you going to do? Just one of those old ironworking towns. So what about worse first, though? What's, what's something... The first time you did it, you were like, God, this sucks. Ooh. Well, I will say my grandmother always told this was the worst advice your grandmother could ever say. But she would always say, try everything once. And if you and if you like it, do it again. So that wasn't bad. But my worst. Hands down, when I lost my virginity. Like that sucked, but it (laughs) no, it didn't. So. Um, me losing my virginity sucked for everyone involved, not just me, <laughs> not just me. The people listening outside, yeah, your roommates, everybody, the cop that had to show up, and the condom that broke, <laughs> the condom I didn't, the have. lawyers that had to pay for the lawsuit because of the condom that broke, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. well, can you the do little like, child that I'll never know. What's the? Uh, can you do the Jeopardy theme real quick? I'm not gonna fucking do Jeopardy so you can do what you're doing and put your life in Jeopardy. That's a fucking. That's called Double Jeopardy, and that was a movie. That's a all right. Yes, and it was a great movie. It wasn't because anything with Tommy Lee Jones isn't a great movie. Shout out to not you, Tommy Lee Jones, even though you live in Texas. He didn't want to be a movie star. People are like, he's the dick. Well, he got cast. He did this one movie. It blew him up. He's just a low-key fucking dude. Then don't fucking do movies. Don't sit there and fucking make it seem like he's not a bad guy. You earlier said you would, you didn't want to be famous enough outside, I, off I mic. Don't. Where you but don't want people to asshole. recognize you. I won't be an asshole to people no, if they I, do. No. 
I will not be an asshole to people. Just so if you're at Sushi Zushi and you're eating a meal and some guy goes up and goes, hey, I fucking love that movie you directed. What are you going to say? I'll be like, thanks, man. Mm. I appreciate that. Okay. I really appreciate mm. that. I'm using my third eye right now. Mm. I'll be like, yeah, that's I really appreciate that. And if he's like, can I take a picture? I'll be like, sure. The meanest thing I will say during that meal is probably like, if he's like, can I take a picture? I'll be like. Do you mind if I finish eating first? That's probably the meanest thing I'll say. And they'll take it as like, I met Jonas V and I said, I loved this movie. And he goes, and and he said, thank you. And I go, can I take a picture? And he goes, can I finish eating first? That's their problem, not mine. I'm just saying, if you want those problems. You don't want no problems. You don't want no problems with me. All I'm saying is I want to get I want to be on that J. Cole shit where I just walk into a fucking Puma store and start signing shoes for no damn reason. Okay, so how is that remotely anywhere near close to different than what I just said? No, because I will accept the love and the appreciation. That's literally what I just said. I was like, no, okay, you're fine. over here like, can I eat first? I'd be like, no, you I eat did my not phone. Say, Let's take pictures. I did not say, who can wants I, sushi rolls? I said, I did not say, can I eat first? I said, <laughs> at the most, the meanest thing I would say was like, do you mind <laughs> if I eat first? Can I? How did you do my voice That's right there? That's what you just did. Can I eat first? That's what you did. Dude, okay. I'm like, at the very most, and that's if I'm starving, and if not, I'll be like, hey, cool, like, let's take a picture. Like, I don't, if people are admiring me yeah. for work that I do, I'm not going to be upset about that. If you had a what's PR the point? Agent, they'd be like, what's the point of doing work doing? to be admired if you don't want to be admired for the work you're doing? This just contradicts what we have. When we had, I, I, Dami C had to go outside and smoke a stick and talk to his plants. And we had a conversation and Jonas was like, I'm going to direct a movie, but I don't want people to come up to me and know that I directed it. And that the fact that they love me for it, because I want to be anonymous in my creative arts. Yes, I do. And I was like, but if they do, that, if but they if they like do, it, I'm not going to I'm not going to be against it. If they like it, I'm fucking all about it. Like that's awesome. Well, Tommy Lee Jones is not about it because he doesn't want he, he. Tommy Lee Jones is a fucking bitch. Hell no. What 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 has he done that's worthwhile? He never wanted to do anything worthwhile, and that's my favorite thing yeah. about him. Example, case in point, Men in Black. Yeah, but that he never, chapter one. Do you think he wanted that to blow chapter. up? The second that blew up is the fact. That's when he was like, I don't want to be in Hollywood. I can't even go to fucking H-E-B without people tickling my fucking Then why when trying I to buy me shots at a damn bar. Three times that the Spurs, three out of five times that the Spurs won the NBA championship and I went to the Riverwalk to watch okay. them on the river. Why was he on the boats waving to people? Because he was probably drinking tequila with the fucking Because GMs. he fucking cares about what people think about him and he wants to fucking... Be a public figure. Uh, He's just a fucking asshole. I don't know. I'm torn, but agree to disagree. That's fair. I respect We're always that. good at that. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. We are good at that. Yeah. What was However, this? what what where was this question? Where did this I don't know where, like, where we where we where do we go? Where do we go from here? Like what happened? What's, we were talking about hybrid. We were talking about the first yeah. Lincoln Park and the system of a doubt and then Tommy Lee Jones and the men in black and Will Smith's sweet ass. I don't know. What was it? Mm. Favorite Christmas? That's a good okay, yeah. First 
memorable Christmas? My favorite was like, I was like, not either. favorite. Your first memorable, not your favorite, because doesn't they they may not coincide. They don't coincide, but they yeah. like I have like the same amount of love for both. I think memorable is when I look back at when my family was like a still like my immediate family, like my mom, my dad, my brothers, and my sister in law. Like we're a unit, but back in the day, unit. Yeah, but back in the day, I I have these memories of going to Christmas at, like, my grandma's house, and everyone in the family was there. That was before, like, divorces and all this bullshit. Right. Everyone was there, and that was just – that is what really made me – I just love that time. But I don't really remember much of that. I just remember the feeling. I don't remember the – The nostalgia you remembered, yeah. And I would say my memorable one was when my little brother, well, my middle brother, well, the little brother, but no, nah, he's like a big brother. What are you gonna do, Christian? When uh, when <laughs> Christian and I, I think Xander wasn't born yet, and Christian and I, we got, and my parents, you know, they were still both going through school. My dad just got from HEB from Marines to working in the deli to get into the city corp. And that was before USA and all that. Mm. Why are you talking about where your dad works, kid? And I just remember they worked, my, my parents worked so hard to save up money and they bought a PlayStation one and a PlayStation one's already been out for like two years or something. And they got us crash bandicoot Two, the dra- the original Jurassic park game and some kind of monster truck game. And we had to get our neighbor next door Lon, what's up, Lon? I'm not gonna say your last name. I'm just saying too much now. Uh, and he came over because we didn't understand how to plug in, because you had your three cables. You had like your red, your yellow, and your white. You know, so you had like America, and then you had Russia, and you had China. Um, so you had your red, your yellow, and your white. And he understood how to plug those in to make them work. And I remember playing Crash Bandicoot, and my dad even saved up extra money to buy us, my brother and I, like figurines of Crash Bandicoot. It was like a Crash Bandicoot Christmas. Hurubaga. 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 It was the best, man. It wow. Was the best. And we, we shared a Game Boy before that. But so that was like the first real video game system. And it was just a Crash Bandicoot Christmas, man. And I love that. That's dope. Do you that's ha- that's real dope, actually. If you ask me, and my parents did it all, and they made us. They made us because we grew up so poor, but we they made us feel like we didn't grow up in poverty. Yeah, but they sacrificed everything they had for us to not feel like we grew up in poverty. It wasn't until like I got older and was like, "Holy shit, how did they do that?" Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I don't even. I to this day, I still don't know. I could blame a lot of things on inflation and whatnot, but it really is like my parents' hard work. And um, that was the best Christmas because before that, it was just my grandma giving us socks or something random that she had in her house. Which is funny because nowadays, like when you get clothes, like at least for me personally, I'm like, fuck yeah, I got socks and underwear. Yeah. Hell yeah. They're like, (laughs) socks and underwear? I'm like, (laughs) like, Adidas socks, Puma underwear. Yeah, I'm like, gold mine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They wear them out, you know? Yeah, exactly. I did love that Christmas a lot, and I remember it, and it was such a happy time with my brother. My mom used to do these... Maybe maybe either y'all could remember this. You remember the 
maybe this is a super white thing, but I don't know. We were hella poor, so I don't know how she did it, but it was all made out of fucking porcelain, I guess. But <laughs> she would get a table and then get fake snow and glitter. And there used to be these little houses that had lights. And yeah, yeah, they would yeah, light yeah. up and she would make like yeah, her own little Christmas yeah. village on like a table by yeah. the bay window. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that was such a nostalgic. It was nostalgic, beautiful. but like I don't see it anymore. But like uh, that ingrained in me, like this is a special season. It's beautiful. Like we're not going to see snow, South right. Texas. You know what the fuck? But she made snow happen for us in those ideas. Watch a Peanuts Christmas. Play Crash Bandicoot. I got a fake little village that my mom also said takes a lot of electricity. Mm. So we're gonna turn it off early. <laughs> <laughs> But what are you gonna do? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I Man, feel that, that question I got me, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. I f- I feel that too. Like my first, like my first nostalgic Christmas that I really remember is kind of that gets me too. That gets me in my feels like hardcore. Um, How old were you? I was thirteen. What year was this? I'm just uh, playing. Don't tell the people that much. I already like, said shit. too much. I was like, do a God. I was like, tell people where my dad fucking. Um, I gotta fucking cut that out. <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it out. I remember my brother woke me up. My birthday's on Christmas Eve. My mm-hmm. birthday, my mother's birthday's the day after Christmas, and December twenty third, late late at night. I think it was probably like so. It was probably my birthday at that point. Technically, I think it was like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. My brother shook me and woke me up. I like how you say two in the morning, like bar time, instead of just midnight. Well, it was technically the next day. It was two in the morning. So it's, so. Well, it's technically my birthday at that point, but like I'd fallen asleep on you know the twenty third, and then my brother wakes me up and he's like, "Hey, get up!" And I go, "What's going on?" And he's like, "We're gonna get, we're gonna do something special for mom." And then we go outside and we uh, we walk probably like a half mile. Because uh, we were living in, you know, w- my mom had just finally uh, split up with my stepdad. And then you say we, finally, like it's a good thing. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good thing. We split up. She finally split up with him. And then we walked about a half mile. Uh, through a big. Is this uh, a Michigan? Field. Yeah, through a big field. And then we reached this patch of woods. And my brother's like, I need your help, uh, you know, stand on my shoulders. And he picks me up and he's like, he gives me a hacksaw and he's like, cut the the top half of this tree off. So I did. And then we drag it back to my house. Mm. Uh, Cutting your own Christmas tree? Yeah. And we, we hang up a Christmas tree. Oh, we, we put man. it up and then we decorate it. And we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't have a lot of uh, decorations. So... He had made a lot of stuff out of popsicle sticks and fish hooks and wires and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we set it up and uh, uh, he purposely uh, makes a loud thud. We had a house that had a we were living in a trailer at that time, but it, had, it was a modular home to where it had a basement. And he purposely drops something. So it makes a loud noise. And my mom comes down the stairs and in panic mode and freaks out and she comes down. And she sees the tree that we made, and it it looks so horrible. It looks so ugly. It's like a little Charlie it was, Brown tree. It was worse than that. Like, like it's uh, you with like a aqua, like like shoulders. like Aquatine, 
meets gay SpongeBob. You know what I mean? That's like I that's that's a difference. Our, yeah, it's probably yeah. Okay, yeah. So straight Aquatine so, meets. So you built a little treat in the basement, though. Uh, no, in the in the mid floor. Okay, um, and then the popsicle sticks. He made ornaments. Out yeah, of them? he made ornaments. Out oh, of them. okay, that's and, so uh, hot and then, glue guns. Yeah, exactly. And she comes down and she just starts bawling, um, yeah. and she just like you know hugs us both. She's like, "I love you so much," and she she starts crying. And I didn't realize until like years later, the reason she was crying was because she couldn't afford presents for us because mm. uh, we didn't get anything that year. I remember I got a keychain um, and a belt. And my brother got a keychain and shoelaces. And she just felt so horrible about herself. Like, you know, she thought she was a failure as a mother. But, Mm-mm. you know, we didn't, we didn't, that wasn't something we, yeah, you know, it wasn't, we didn't, you know, she was our mom. Yeah. So you haven't listened in, to hybrid theory yet. <laughs> the the keychain she got me was actually a Lincoln Park keychain. So, there you go. well, <laughs> so, she knew your heart. So, she, yeah, she knew what was coming. So, uh, and then I remember the next year for Christmas, uh, we moved to a smaller uh, little trailer where she was probably only paying like $500 a month and was really small. My brother and I had to share a room. But that next Christmas was crazy. Like, my brother got a guitar. I got an Xbox. Like, you could tell she downsized that was the just Oprah so. Christmas. Yeah, she downsized just so she could finally, because she yeah. saw like, oh, my God, my children love me so much, like. So it was it was one of those situations where we were just um we managed to get ourselves so enthralled just by treating our mother the way that we felt she deserved to be treated. Um how do you feel like around Christmas time nowadays? Now, I know I, we're like older and jaded, but I don't we've you been know it's two recessions and the pandemic. <laughs> now it's it's I just I love my family so much. Uh, they've done so much for me, and uh, they they mean so much to me. And I've put them through such hell. Like I've been to prison. Um, you know, I was a heroin addict. Uh, I I've I've put them through through a lot of shit, and they've always always had my back. And uh, uh, that's now, a, now the the fact that every year they still just have faith in me and they 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 don't lose like they look at me like I'm a human being and like their sense of humanity with me is still yeah, intact, not like a yeah. fuck up or something. Yeah, like you that. know they they just they've never seen me as anything less than what they believe I can be. Not what I am, but what I can be. Yeah. My family has never looked at me for what I am. They look at me for what I could possibly be. And I, that's beyond me. Like, it's it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, my mother, my aunt, my uncle. A mother's I, love, too. A family's love, but a yeah. mother's love is so powerful. My mom would always say, you're my heart walking outside of my body. Yeah. And that's why I'd give her anxiety and stuff, because she knew I was wild just like her. But... When she told me that, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. If I'll, were, I'll never forget. Like, I remember. If, if I was anything like, happened to me, me being a dumbass, I would literally break my mother's heart. To yeah. Death. Like, when I remember one one time, I was it was my mom and my aunt and my aunt. We're one. 
One, two, three. One hour and 23 <laughs> minutes in. And I know things are getting a little intense right there. If you're still listening, <laughs> thank you so much. Usually, if we have advertisement, this would be the time we do REITs. So I do have an advertisement. Shout out Lone Star Beer. You're the fucking shit. You always are. Uh, shout out. Appreciate uh, you, Lone Star. Appreciate you, Lone Star. Shout out. Uh, oh God, I'm super in my feels on that one. I need to smoke a stick. Shout out Camel Cigarettes. And fuck Camel. you, everyone that doesn't want to punch cigarette at. Do you know that in beer, any commercial involving alcohol, they can't show them drink it, which is very wild. And I learned that when I was like 12 years old. And every commercial I watch, I see what kind of strategic way they do it. It's always like a cheers with hands and no one. Or it's just people next to a bucket and someone pops it off. But no one consumes alcohol. Did you also know that if you... Excuse me. If you are going to in a movie, if you're in a movie Mm -hmm. and you're going to take a drag out of a cigarette and you do it and you're filming the person smoking the cigarette and you have the camera pointed towards them Mm -hmm. where they hit it and they inhale, you have to be considered rated R. Did not know that. Yeah. So the I I think the most recent one was uh, when Tom Hanks played Walt Disney in the Saving Mrs. Banks about the so it's like a PG Mary Poppins one. movie, or so PG they literally movie, would have him stoke. light it, but he wouldn't inhale. Yeah, so, because you Bill would have Clinton to be, said that he lit it, and never inhaled, but you'd have to. Well, we he was also a guest of Epstein Island. He inhaled a lot. Yeah, so. Please don't kill me, Bill. <laughs> so Bill Hill, Hill Bill, Hillary. Hillary, Hillary and Bill or Hillbilly, whatever you want to go by. Kill Bill. Please don't hurt me. Hillary. Dude, no. Hillary. I will talk Clinton. so much shit about them, dude. I just don't want to talk shit about the Russians because I really believe that I could die one day. They're going to hurt I talk us. a lot of shit about They're the Russians. They're going to hurt us. I'll, ta- I'll talk so much shit about some of the Eastern Hemis, like the Southern Eastern Hemis. You Hemis-ball talk a China. lot of shit about the Eastern Hemis. Well, the Eastern Hemisphere is very vast and large. I, but when I know, I'm, I'm, when not, I'm, I'm not, saying not. Eastern Hemi, I'm talking Waukee. <laughs> Okay, I'll talk China, baby. Waikikamukau. Okay, so just so you know, Putin, I'm not. I hope that your Sputnik V vaccine works out for you. And uh, Putin, I salute you. I think you're the man. Yeah, you ban GMOs in your country, and I respect that. Please don't kill me. But China, you go fuck yourself, dude. Bring your whole army. I don't give a shit. And we'll lose, but we won't. No, nah, dude. We'll see him first. You'll just first. You're gonna be like, is that a Puerto Rican opening up? Uh, fucking are, are someone dancing with their like phone in a parking spot still dancing but on no no own. all it is is like a couple lit cigarettes that you could see in the back <laughs> and they're all like all crouched on their knees throwing dice for dollars and you're like okay that's a group of fucking chinese guys right there and they probably just made so much sesame chicken and blow the fucking brains out right so then you know they're on they're there how would you not be terrified of that? I would be so. I seen it too. I used to work at Ingram Park Mall. Shout out San Antonio. Okay. So I, right. I okay. I yeah, would take right. a cigarette break, and there'd be like forty fucking Asians in the back, okay. all crouched down, smoking cigarettes, looking at me like. So literally every day you're like, I'm either gonna die today or I'm yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I had to get really fucking cool with the brothers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I was like, don't let these Eastern Hemis fucking yeah. hit me. Oh, up. you're like, oh man, it's yeah. either going down or it's not. Yeah. <laughs> then usually it was going down in the DMs, and that was the down part of that mall dm that was that fucking ingram park mall if anyone knows anything about ingram park mall 
When you get paid, I think at that time I was making, uh, it was like a second job thing I was doing for seven something an hour. And my whole job, I would make smoothies at Fruit of the Isle and just stare into that damn I remember those cafeteria. days, Cafeteria. I would spend a two-week paycheck on one shirt from Hot Topic. Oh, <laughs> that's when they started doing the buy one yeah. get one half off. No, no I didn't. That was, not even, that was before. That was Spencer's. Spencers. I was going to say that was before the Hot Topic whole, whole crisis. I remember I bought a. St- <laughs> I remember I bought a studded belt. Was there ever a Hot Topic crisis, dude? I'm still in debt from buying that studded belt. Like my credit score is not bounced back, dude. You bounced know, back from buying that studded belt from Hot Topic. You should have just bought it in aluminum and not pure. You know. You know, um, where were you when I needed you to give me that advice back then? Working at the smoothie shop. <laughs> you were working across the fucking. <laughs> you were just, you were across you were, and I was like. I was like 30 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like the kid over there. Like You were convincing people that those weren't frozen strawberries. They were fresh. <laughs> okay, that's. A, d- no, where were you? I will dispute this no, shit. No. I will go into this. Yeah, no, they weren't coming. They were fresh, but fresh. They, oh, I won't even get. They're this. not. They're fresh but frozen. Come on, don't even fucking. Like, okay, that's well, not a thing. Well, things you can't be fresh like, and frozen. I remember having to make the raspberry flavor every time someone ordered raspberry smoothie. You I You turned it to, into puree. No, I wanted to fucking shove a knife in their neck because we actually had to use. We didn't sell a lot of raspberries, right. so we could buy that in fresh. Think about how many seeds are in one raspberry. Like okay. six thousand. Okay, so we had to use basically. This strainer that the fucking the fucking why though you can swallow a raspberry seed like no problem you can fucking because we're about quality my god that's fucking ridiculous so I was getting paid seven seven dollars an hour back there and I would you you you'd blend them all up fresh and you pour them the strainer and then you would just sit there like you're churning butter like and you just let it slowly go through. And then that was like enough for like a large one large smoothie <laughs> that had raspberry in it. Yeah, like ninety fucking yeah. thousand so I'm raspberries. Like, just get the fucking strawberry banana. It's yeah. the best tasting. It's better. And anyway. if you don't like that, go to Orange Julius. Okay. Yeah. But don't ask me for some fucking protein so filled raspberry a, bullshit. Was it a right kiosk now. that you worked at? Or no, was it was it called like Fruit a... of the Isle. It was right next to the Spencer's. It, it's a staple. You know what? If I want to talk about Ingram Park Mall, San Antonio, <laughs> it was a staple in the food center for a very long time. A friend of mine bought it, and he was helping me out, and he gave me a job there to be a shift manager, which basically meant I just Which worked. meant you got $7 an hour to do the exact same thing. As well, I worked else. with this guy named Damon who was way older, who had a lot of kids, and I fucking love that guy. I hope I could see him. And then we would go and smoke weed in the because in the back in, in the mall, all of the stores connect. Obviously, it's how they take the trash yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, the little back hallways. So and we would like watch out for each other and be like, you know, my, the owner is just sitting there playing poker on his fucking computer. Like I'm rolling a dough. We I don't know. He's running for like public office and like. <laughs> Probably he was Michigan. running for public office. Not at that moment. Now he oh. is. Now he is. Holy shit. Yeah, somewhere in Ohio. Future, leader, f- future leaders of the world, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and but the guy, Damien, dude, that guy was fucking hood. He had, like, f- you know those guys back in the day who had, like, I had an industrial in my eyebrow. Okay. This guy had, like, four just fucking eyebrow rings. Holy you know what I mean? Shit. He had tattoos everywhere and shit. He was older. He was like, just fucking watch me in this. We're taking some over. Watch me. And so I'd, like, sit out the hall. 
and just make sure like no janitors were coming who would probably just be like, can I hit Who'd it? Who'd probably be like, yeah, whatever. But I was young, <laughs> dumb, and full of fun. And so nice plan. I would, I'd sit out there and then he would walk out and blow it out in the hallway and he'd go, all right, I'll go watch you. Um, I'll be right back. And, and then he'd so just I'd, bail. Yeah, he would go downstairs to <laughs> the fucking arcade. He would just leave. And, and then he'd come back a couple hours later. I'm getting slammed. I'm by myself. I got a <laughs> kids wearing fucking wolf tails and shit asking me for raspberry smoothies. And, you know, that's the first time I ever thought put a bullet in my head. <laughs> kind of sounded good because I was like, at least I could have done that high. But he just took his rip and left. Yeah. So now I'm paranoid. Oh, my God. He's not coming back. Did he get caught? This smells like weed. I got a line. (laughs) I'm on camera. I'm going to get paid $7 for this. You know, it was one of those meltdowns. (laughs) And uh, Uh, So that was your first job, right? No, it was not even my first. (laughs) That wasn't even your first job. That was the second job. That was was my second job. Wow. No, I had like two or three jobs. My first job was working at a pet store called River City Exotics, which most people would call just looking up in the because we had phone Is that that one off Bandera? No, it was off Tezel and dude by Yonkers gas station. Tezel and Timber. Yonkers. Okay. Yeah. Some fucking uh, Jews from New York owned it. And then some Habibs, so it's kind of like the typical, thing. yeah, all from the same part of the world. Uh, <laughs> they all built the pyramids. <laughs> true. You know what though? I love though. I gotta say this about Jews real quick though, and I realize this. I I heard someone mention it, and it made me really think about it. It's like you get pissed when other people try to force their religion on you, you know, and that's why people are like, oh, I can't stand Christians. I can't stand Muslims. I can't stand this and that. The thing is. Jews don't force their religion on you. And it's kind of like when you want something you can't have, you get mad about it because they're like, oh, you're not a chosen one. <laughs> like, we're not shoving it down your throat. Like, oh. sorry, you're not a chosen one. So it's like the fact that they're not coming to your door or trying to press like press like being a Jew onto you. You know, it. I think that's why they get a lot of hate. To you know, be I've, I've never been. It's a weird idea, but I've never been one of those people who gets mad when people I'm not saying like, okay, like it's hard to describe like forcing religion on people. But, you know, the thing is, like, as a Christian person, people who like promote Christianity and everything uh, and, and, and from other other from all other aspects of religion, like why do people get so mad when people try to admit that unto you? Because it's if you think about it. What do you mean they admit it onto you? Like force it onto you? No, like okay, because I've never maybe it's it's just me, I guess. But I've never been in a situation where someone's forced a religion upon me. So you've never I've been, been religiously situa- raped. I've never been in a situation where someone tried to say, "Hey, you have to believe in this." Mm. I've been in situations where it was like, "Hey, this is what we believe. Like, do you want to take it into consideration?" and like I've never seen anything wrong with that because it's like okay they want me to go to their positive afterlife. What's so? I think wrong I with saw that? the negative side of it because in private school them being a Baptist private school. Yeah, either my cat is dead or just sleeps forever. Um, She'll sleep forever when she's dead. Yeah, Juniper Bugglesworth. Juniper Bugglesworth Carter. Carter the first <laughs> Caruso. <laughs> first Caruso. Casa Caesar. de la Caruso. 
Juniper Bugsworth Casa de la Crusa. <laughs> um, I love her. I just think the the private school I went to was very much about saying everyone else who believes differently is wrong. So I would see adults try to force this on other people. And I thought that was normal and what I should do to be a good Baptist, right? And then I realized, no, that's not what you should do. And then, you know, people form their own opinions. Yeah, see, I, I, that was one cool thing about the uh, private school I went to, that they weren't, like, judgmental towards anyone who thought anything different. They were just like, hey, if you really, truly love somebody, you want them to go to heaven with us. So talk to them. Um and pray for them and hope yeah, that cause they're like, yeah. you don't want to die. And they're not there with you. And right. Play all that in your 100, head. one hour and 35 minutes in or 36 minutes in now in five seconds. Well, it's been a good day. It has been. Um, before we end this, though, I'm going to smoke a stick. But can we end it in a roast? If uh, was, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can right now. Welcome back. <laughs> I know we got to get it back because people miss it. They love the roast stuff. Do they? So, so okay. let's take let's take a pause. I'm gonna smoke a stick, and if you want to, we can. If not, I'm just gonna put ice cubes on my lip, and then kiss you on the forehead. After this, we'll see how we feel. Okay. <laughs>